0: Nine two five three seven seven star.
1: Do you have a plan for your life? Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day? It is a
2: Star Style party every every uh, Wednesday here from four to five p.m. Hello, hello, hello! It's Cynthia Bryan, and you are listening to Star Style: Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice America Network. We are on the Empowerment Channel because we want you to be the stars you are and empower, inspire, motivate you to be your best selves. Well, today's show, we're going to start the new year off with a guide of daily fun and easy practices that you can integrate into your routine to ignite the magic in your life. Because my guest will be Deborah Blake coming up in segment two, who is an author and a Wiccan high priestess. We're going to explore a variety of affirmations, experiences in her new book, A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life. And for those of you who say, "Oh, poo, vegan, don't want, which don't think that way," I want you to expand your horizons because it's all positive. It's all. Great messages and something that all of us, no matter what we believe in, can incorporate into our lifestyles for um, a better experience. But right now, I want to walk you through the garden as a healing, emotional experience because plants contain... All kinds of nutrients that will aid in our physical health. And it seems that everybody has been sick this month of January. Maybe it's because all the emotional and fun times of the holidays, but botanical medicine, also known as herbalism, is the oldest form of medicine, and it is the most widely practiced healing modality in the world, according to the World Health Organization. So coming up shortly, I'm going to help you find plants for everyday wellness, and this is always a great thing when we can use nature as our guide. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity, who brings you this radio show. You can visit org. I want to remind you it is not too late to make a tax-deductible donation for 2017, although you will have to send in a check that's dated December. We can still deposit those at the moment. You can send checks to PO Box. 376 Moraga, California 94556. It helps us keep our radio shows, this one, and Express Yourself on the air, as well as help with all the donations that we do throughout the year to give to shelters and those in need of, of uh, reading materials, because as we know, books are expensive. And this is from Richard Carlson Choose being kind over being right, and you'll be right every time. And I love that. I also, I always think that kindness and generosity are things that we need to, to incorporate in our daily being. And especially at the first of the year, these are some of the, the attitudes that we need to adopt. So my thought is, that we want to have a garden pharmacy. Hope and faith flower from the cheerful seeds of the old year to the sprouting garden of the new year's Dawn, it does seem like for the past few weeks, everybody I encounter has been sick with a cold or a flu, or they have been nursing a loved one who was suffering from such malaise. Now, the drastic change in weather conditions, uh, plus, of course, the excitement and the multiple engagements of the holiday season have exasperated this season of illnesses. So to help aid in the symptoms that are bothering you, the closest pharmacy may be your garden. Now, food has always been the best medicine. What we eat and how we eat it determines our vitality and our health. Uh, Culinary herbs and spices such as basil and mustard and oregano and thyme, they enjoy both flavor enhancing and digestive benefits. If you use echinacea or golden seal, they're both bitter herbs. They can be helpful in clearing congestion and boosting your immune system. Chamomile and passion tea helps you relax and unwind, and it quiets your body and your mind. A natural remedy to soothe a sore throat and still a cough that I have been using for decades in my work as an actor is a hot tea that I brew with a combination of grated ginger, a fresh grated ginger, torn mint leaves from my garden. And I use, I have about three different kinds of mint that I uh, like to incorporate catnip, spearmint, um, and pineapple mint. I also have peppermint. Then the juice, the rind, and the leaves of a Meyer lemon. And you can even do a couple of Meyer lemons. Meyer lemons are so juicy. And then I mix that with honey. And if you are fortunate enough to be a beekeeper, as my Llama uh, Weekly, Lama Rinda Weekly publishers are, I write a column for the newspaper, and uh, my publishers actually are beekeepers. And they have several hives, and then just recently they gave me a, a jar actually, it was for the holidays of their fresh honey from their garden and there's just nothing better because it's going to have all those good things in it that are local to you. So if you if you know a beekeeper or you can get fresh honey from somebody that is the best way to go. But what happens is this herbal tea it tastes really delicious and it helps with clearing your sinuses, your throat, it keeps your voice clear. In fact I'm having a cup of tea right now um, I am trying to prevent any cold or flu since I've been around so many people that have have been um, have succumbed to the illness. And also, I always just have a cup of tea with me while I'm doing my radio show, so that it keeps my voice from getting that <clears throat> that you hear so many people doing when they're on the air or when they are um, going when you know when they are going to be talking to anybody. So this herbal tea is especially good for any time you have to speak if you're a student and you're going to get up and talk in class or if you, um, you know, are going to a lecture or anything like that. And also another thing I do is for an extra boost of vitamin C, you can add the juice and rind of a navel orange and um, then that, is a, that really helps a lot. You add that to the concoction. Now, you can pair almost any herb with ginger and lemon for an extra healing enhancer and elixir. And if you have an upset stomach, motion sickness, or feel nauseous, chew on a slice of ginger root. It will relieve the symptoms rapidly. And I know I have just been flying quite a bit in the last months. And I also take, I always take ginger with me because I don't know, I don't really like flying that much. And it just helps me. So herbal medicine, herbalism, or um, uh, phytotherapy has been utilized for centuries around the globe in many cultures for the prevention and treatment of illness. Contained in many plants are these powerful chemicals that assist with natural healing. However, I want to just give a word of caution before ingesting or using any as a medication. Make sure you are certain of its identity and be aware that allergic reactions can occur. And always, if in doubt, leave it out. Always consult your physician for any ailments that worsen. And pregnant or breastfeeding women need to err on the side of caution by first discussing any new remedies or herbal concoctions with your doctor before using. So just keep that, those words of caution Uh, in your mind as I'm talking about the next few things. So here are a few of the botanical medicinal plants that many people already grow in their gardens and that I have safely used so I feel confident in uh, prescribing them to you. For basil, now besides being extraordinarily flavorful in just about everything, adding basil leaves or flowers to your salads, sauces, and stews aids digestion, alleviates anxiety, and reduces gas. And as an annual herb, basil grows vigorously in the warm weather and is slowly dying back right now at this time of the year. In fact, I went to use a little basil Last night, I was um, making a pasta, and it was almost gone. So harvest any leaves that are still there, and you can freeze them or dry them. Bee balm is a bergamot with edible flowers. The leaves are spicy. The shoots can be made into a pesto just like mint or basil. And try bergamot leaves and flowers to use in a steam bath, and they loosen the phlegm and the coughing. You can make an herbal compress of the plant to treat bacterial and fungal infections. And bee balm spreads vigorously by runners just like mint, and it's a pollinator attractor. Good news is it can be harvested all year long. Calendula, one of my favorites, has been used for centuries to heal burns, wounds, and rashes. It can be used topically or ingested. The edible flowers are filled with antioxidants, and I love adding them to salads and frittatas. The dried flowers can be added to stews and soups to enhance your immune system. Calendula spreads by seeds in my garden, and it flourishes year-round because as the plants die, I scatter the seeds elsewhere, and with a short time, new plants emerge that flower quickly, you should also know that calendula is also called poor man's saffron because it has a saffron-like taste, but you have to use quite a bit more of it to get that. Now, lemongrass, it's not a very pretty plant, but it's popular in Asian dishes, and it's used throughout the world as a tea to soothe so many health issues, including headaches, indigestion, anxiety, coughs, colds, flu, and insomnia. And it's also good for motion sickness, because you can make a tea of lemon juice, catnip, mint, ginger, and basil, and like many herbal teas, lemongrass is best combined with that ginger for swifter results. Now, Passion flower is used in teas to alleviate pain like headaches, earaches, or even cramps. It also promotes better sleep. And in winter, this vibrant vine dies back, but it will return in the spring, so don't dig it out. It always prefers a sunny location. It's a very short-lived perennial. It'll produce flowers for about four or five years, and then it dies And the Cherokee Native Americans were known to use passion flowers to decrease inflammation from thorn wounds, although I haven't used it for that purpose yet. I probably will because I have a lot of roses. Mint is a beautiful and functional botanical herb. Mint leaves will root in a glass of water. So when you find a mint that delights you, take a snip and start growing your mint garden. Remember that all mints are invasives; They will take over your landscape and your lawns. So it's best to keep them in a container. Spearmint, peppermint, pineapple mint, catnip—they all make excellent teas that will ease the effects of the common cold. They'll comfort a queasy stomach. They'll promote sounder sleep. And as a culinary culinary herb, if you chop it in your salad, it or um, it's delicious. And you can make soups and jelly. So may you benefit with wellness by visiting your Garmin Pharmacy. Wishing you a very happy and healthy 2018 and I prescribe herbs for your health happy gardening happy growing and when we return we're going to explore a witchy way in a year and a day with author Deborah Blake so stay with me I'll be right back and we're going to have a lot of fun figuring out what this year is going to look like and how we can even make it better I'm Cynthia Bryan this is star style Be be the star you are
1: star you are be the star you are follow
0: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment
2: Well, as we know, life is all show business. Welcome back. You're listening to Star Style Be the Star You Are, coming to you live on the Voice American Network. This is the Empowerment Channel, and when we're talking about passion and purpose and possibility, I have an extraordinary guest for you today. Her name is Deborah Blake, and she's the author of many, many books, but the book we're going to be specifically talking about today is A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life, which is all about positive ways to be the star you are and make it great. Debra is a Wiccan high priestess and leader of the group Blue Moon Circle. And as I said, she's written many, many books. She was a guest on our teen radio show, Express Yourself, and was so amazing. I wanted to bring her to our listeners. So, Debra, welcome to Star Style. Be the star you are.
0: Thank you so much for having me. Well,
2: I first want to offer my condolences because I know your very, very, very dear, loved cat magic queen of the universe died recently. And that is just a very difficult thing. But I know she's probably listening to the show right now. And, um, you know, she's purring because she's so happy that you are broadcasting to the world.
0: She probably is, you know, she spent her 16 years of life, almost 16 years, supervising everything I did and co-writing <laughs> some of my Llewellyn books, and I suspect she is still sitting here supervising everything I do because she doesn't really trust me to get it right without her, so <laughs> so yeah, you know, she was, she was that kind of cat, she was the boss of me, and you know, you gotta you gotta be careful what you name cats because when I named her magic, it turned out she was the only true familiar I've ever had. And she would come to circle you know, when we would do our ritual inside because she didn't go outside. Um, you know she would come in and stroll around the circle clockwise in the proper direction, say hello to everybody and then she would go sit either under the table or on the back of the couch and supervise us until we were done. That is fascinating.
2: Well, you know, we talk about animals a lot here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, because I've been rescuing animals since I was a child, and I just really uh, believe, as I know our listeners do, that our animal family are really part of our family, and it's so true. They really do um, take on the qualities, I believe. When you're good to them, they, they become part of your life in a way that is so meaningful, so I know that with all your other cats too, it's probably it's going to be tough. But you know, I do believe that they're never far away from us, no matter if they're in uh, spirit form or in body form.
0: So oh, a- absolutely, and I I believe that too. And um, you know, it's particularly hard because I'm losing her brother too. Yes, he has, you know, he's gone downhill. He. I mean they both had cancer she had a different kind he's you know he was struggling anyway and frankly I expected her to far outlive him and it didn't hers came on pretty suddenly and he's really pining I mean he has not done yeah. well but but I can tell you something here that nobody else has heard yet Yes tell I f- us I found a new cat You did. Did you find a
2: rescue?
0: I found a rescue. Yep, it was the the local one of the local rescue organizations who you know finds foster homes. You know they take in cats. This cat was um, you know taken in you know with eight other cats from. They found them all in the cold as kittens. Um, He's about four and a half months old, and I went over to meet him today. His name is. Ocean at the moment. I don't know if it'll stay that way, but it's a kind of cool name. I love and, that name. That's great. And he, you know, I had asked Magic when the last, her last couple of days when she was going and I said, you know, please, you know, send me a sign if, you know, I find yes. the right cat. And I believed she would do that because as I said, she's been telling me what to do for years right she's the boss of you and (laughs) and I also believe that cats choose you you don't choose them and she did you know when I saw her and her brother and her siblings you she she clearly chose me and I went to go see this this kitten and he was you know running around and you know being cute and I was talking to his foster mom about how um you know I wasn't sure exactly what was going to be happening. And, you know, I was going to look at another couple of cats tomorrow because I'm going to bring in two when Mystic's gone. And he came up and lay down in my lap and fell asleep. Oh. And he I went, yeah, I you. guess I guess I've been chosen. Yeah, There is yeah, no arguing you. with that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm not sure exactly when he's going to come home because it really depends on on what happens with Mystic. But yeah, you and your listeners are the first ones. To Yay. Hear. But I uh, think so, yeah. yeah.
2: It, this gives me chills because I really do, I, I know for sure that Mystic is really suffering because I have watched similar things with my animals when I had a um, a, a kitten, action, I mean um, a mother cat die and her kitten, who was two years old, who just loved her, uh, went every day and literally stayed in her grave, just sat there all yep. day long. And so, uh, and that happened, did that for like six months.
0: Well, so I had, I had their mom too. I adopted their mom with them because she was pretty much unadoptable and the people of the shelter begged me right. because she was please, scared please. and sickly. Right. And she, I lost her, well, it'll be two years, May 1st or March 1st, and yeah, Magic and Mystic both pined for about six months. You could seriously tell that yes. they were missing her. And Mystic and his sister did not get along particularly well. And yet, every night since she died, he has come, hopped on the back of the sofa, sat in her spot where she always sat, sniffed it, and then and then just sat there for, for a little while. So, yeah, he he felt it way more than i expected to and i think it really has been sort of the final thing for him but uh, you know it's it is what it is and you've you've got to let them go when they're ready to go
2: that's right and you know it's very much like humans when you think about it i mean because we don't have to get along with our siblings or our parents, but exactly. if something happens, we're devastated. I have a, my mom. My mom died um, a year ago, and we were so we were very close. But what I miss the most is I miss her yelling at me and telling me stand <laughs> up straight, comb your hair. You look like a stria. She would talk. I'm Italian, and she would talk to me in Italian, and you know, and she was always always correcting me and wanting uh-huh. to know what the heck I was doing in life. You know, she because she could. Never understand <laughs> kind of what, well, what I mean, my, my whole is.
0: Torturing was. his sister, you know, he used to go like chase her, and and you know, she would be all like pissed off. And and yeah, you yeah, know, the dynamic was sort of funny. I mean, they were very close yeah. when they were little, but but, but
2: that's what yeah, happened, Our dynamics changed. yeah. Well we're going to talk about your 366 ways to witchify your life but before we do i would like you to explain to our listeners a little bit about what uh, what wiccan is and who you are as a witch, because I, you know, I really think that people hear the word witch or wizard and they freak out and they think, oh my gosh, it's somebody (laughs) flying on a broom and that they're not the next door neighbor and they're not just, you know, regular people. And I, you know, it, it always, um, it always amazes me how close minded people can be because I do believe that all of us have the ability inside to really tap into our nature self, I'm a big nature person, and to tap right. into our spirit, right? So, if you could explain, you know, who you are and who your, your colleagues are, because well, I you want you so to f- feel comfortable, because right. pos- what you write about is so positive and so wonderful,
0: well, and the thing about about modern witchcraft is, you know, I had somebody say to me once, actually I had more than one person say, oh, you're the first witch I've ever met. And I always laugh and go, I'm probably not. It's just that, you know, we don't have, you know, witch stamped on our forehead right, right, and unless right. somebody's wearing a giant pentacle you probably don't know i'm right. just like everybody else i mean i run an artist cooperative shop i live in the country you know there is there is nothing about me that you would look at it and go you know okay this woman is scary uh, i'm really not scary i promise you um but, you know, <laughs> modern witchcraft is is essentially, it's a nature-based religion. Um, it's a spiritual path. And usually there is a god and a goddess, which is, you know, one of the things that differentiates it from sort of the standard religions that most of us are used to. Um, it is based on old pagan practices that, you know, it, it's sort of funny because people always say, oh, well, you know, I'm not a pagan. Everybody came from a pagan culture. All cultures originally were pagan. Sometimes you have to go back a very far way and look, but people who grew, you know, things on the land and depended on the weather to, you know, help them survive. Farmers' you know.
2: almanac. Farmers' almanac. Exactly. There you go.
0: And and you know, most people worshipped God and goddess because they saw male and female in the world around them everywhere and you know they were this nature-based religion thing is because they all lived with nature you know our modern culture is very far removed for most people from nature and so it's a little hard to comprehend but much of modern christianity is in fact built on pagan roots. Yes, Shh, it don't is. tell anyone. Um it's so know. true
2: though. It's so true. I mean, in many of our customs are all, you know, the 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 religious customs that um, different religions practice, right. they're based on. Well, in. you know,
0: we just had Christmas. Most right. of the Christmas rituals that we know of as Christian are, you know, like, you know, people sing carols about the Yuletide Mary. Well, Yule was a pagan celebration at that time of year it's it's actually the winter solstice and you know all of that stuff is you know is intermingled to the point where you really can't tell it apart anymore but witches—witches witches are not evil i mean there might be one or two of them that are evil but there's one or two of everybody who's evil right exactly. i certainly not i'm really sweet all right maybe <laughs> not that sweet but But the truth is, you know, we're just like everybody else. We're like the person who lives next door to you. We just follow a slightly different spiritual path, which is more connected to nature and which does include a female deity because, you know, we look at the the world and say, yep, there's a male and female of that, male and female of that, and – and really, you know, both the Jewish and Christian religions, if you look at them in certain ways, have a female deity. There's Mary. right. You That's know, obviously, right. for the Christian stuff. And if you go far enough back, and you have to go pretty far back, but if you go far enough back in the in Judaism, there was, in fact, a goddess figure. They just sort of, you know, quieted her down and made her sit on the other side of the curtain.
2: Well, you know, we always say that um, that we're made in the image and likeness of God, right? Exactly. So we all have a god or goddess inside of us. But the new book that I just published—it's called "It's uh, Growing with the Goddess Gardener" because my <laughs> philosophy is that we're all we're all gods and all goddesses, you know, and we have to own absolutely. That, you know, we have to own that. So you're not scary, and there's no uh, witch Hardly trials. ever. No, yeah, hardly ever. Right? Only when you, <laughs> only when you yeah, have to be. Right?
0: <laughs> right. Don't provoke me. But then I would be scary, no matter what my spiritual path was. Yeah, but. that
2: would be that would be me too. So what I thought we would do because I just really love this book. So uh, what this book does, um, just to give kind of an overview for our listeners, is that Deborah has taken. Three hundred and sixty-six days, because there's one extra day, right, in your calendar. Yeah. Or the well, way what the- we
0: tend to do, Wiccans have as a as a measure of time. We often talk about a year and a day. For instance, if you're studying a particular path at a certain level. You often study for a year and a day. Some people get married on like a trial basis for a year and a day. So, yes, that's where the 366 comes from. And I used that extra day. You know, you start at the 1st of January, although you can really pick up the book and start anywhere during the year. You know, if you bought it today, you could start on today's date. Um, And I do advise you do that. Buy that today and, you know, start on today's date. Yes, I agree. But But there's an extra January 1st at the end so that you can start your own version. It gives you like a fresh start for the next year so that you can figure out where you want to head. So I did that on purpose.
2: Well, and, and we're going to count. <laughs> and uh, people can go to Deborah's website. We'll give it out several times during the broadcast. But they can go to Deborah's uh, website to find not only this book, but multiple books. And we'll get to some of those as well, because she also writes books of fiction. DeborahBlakeAuthor.com. And Deborah is spelled D E B O R A H. So the the long she,
0: biblical way. That's yeah, what I well, tell everybody. Know, it's sister, the long biblical way.
2: My sister is a Deborah, and she was the same way. So I lo- well, my I I, I,
0: I, it. I was brought up Jewish. My mother is Judith. My sisters are Rebecca and Sarah. Oh. So yeah, so you know, we definitely, definitely got the biblical the names vibrant. there.
2: You know, and to, just to um, piggyback on what you just said, how is that? How does it work with being brought up Jewish? And uh, your family, are they still? practicing
0: jewish uh, well Judaism you know my, my my most of my family is sort of i mean as as my dad likes to say you know we're jewish by heritage but not by religion we don't necessarily practice we're very proud of the heritage he yeah. also says we're gastrointestinal jews which means we like to eat lox like and eat bagels yeah <laughs> lox and bagels and all the other jew foods um <laughs> but but um, you know nobody particularly practices. I mean, we did when I was growing up. Um, you know, my father actually grew up in a very Jewish family and, you know, kept kosher and, you know, the whole thing. So now he eats extra bacon to make up for make it. Make up for it. Yeah, um, good for him. And and for me, what happened was, you know, again, I liked the, the historical path, and I'm very proud of being Jewish as, you know, as a... a person, but the religion itself never quite clicked with me. Mm. And, you know, as an adult, I looked into other things, you know, I went to the Unitarian Church for lovely people just didn't quite fit me. And, you know, studied Buddhism for many years, and it was close, but not quite there. And then I was invited by a a friend who'd been inviting me for years to go to a a Wiccan celebration on Samhain, which is Halloween. And I stepped into a magical circle for the first time ever and went, Oh, I'm home. This is where I'm supposed to be. And for me, you know, the heritage part of Judaism does not clash with the spiritual part of Wicca because it's sort of like denying your DNA. You know, my DNA is Jewish, right. My spiritual path is pagan. And uh, you know, those things are not necessarily mutually exclusive. And interestingly enough, that I, you know, I have met Jewish Wiccans, I have met Christian Wiccans. I'm not quite sure how they balance those things. It's not an issue for me, but you know, I think you do whatever works for you. Uh, You know, there there are as many paths to you know modern witchcraft as there are modern witches, and as long as you are not hurting anybody else, whatever works for you, go for it. Do
2: it. Yeah, I I agree with you. You know, I do think that all of us probably, as I said earlier, you know, we all have this other kind of spiritual or spirituality inside of us that we may not have tapped into, and whatever you grow up with. You can't help but have a little bit of that, right, that we're oh, sure. going to incorporate, in, or at least you know about it. So that is the good thing. But, um, but you know, it's. I think that, you know, we, everybody has to do whatever they have to do to be the best person they can. My mom used to always... Um, she, she always used to tell us that she was a witch because we would wake up in the morning and she would say put her bring a raincoat we would go why it's sunny out it's going to rain i feel it but you know what it was is she was a real gardener just as i am and a real she was a real nature person and right. she was so in tune with the natural cycles we lived on a farm in the middle of nowhere and she was Oh yeah so that'll do it yeah. And she was so in tune with things. So we used to joke with her all the time. And now I say the same thing to my kids because, you know, you pick up the phone, you go to dial them, but they're already on the phone. <laughs>
0: you know? Oh, I used to do you know, that with my grandmother constantly. We were very, very close. And of course, this was back in the days when it, it actually, you know, you paid per call, you know, on a, well, on a real Plug into like the wall phone, phone. that show uh-huh. my age, and and she always wanted to call me first, so it would be on on her nickel on her as she used to call it, and and I every single time she would literally be standing there with the phone in her hand. And it would ring and it would be me and she would yell at me for you know, beating her to it. But we had that connection, connection so that I knew she was talking about me or thinking about me. And I would pick up the phone and, you know, it was one of those things. I don't have that with everybody, but, you know, certainly the people you have it with. And one of the things uh, that, you know, I think appeals to people about, modern paganism and modern witchcraft and the reason why it is the most rapidly growing spiritual path or religion in North America is because people are trying to find their way back to that connection to nature. I you know hope they so. they they feel sort of lost in the world we have now because it's overwhelming and you know there's technology everywhere which isn't a bad thing we're using technology to talk right now. Right. But It's also, it's easy to get lost in it, and I think if you can reconnect to the earth and if you can reconnect to the natural world, it helps to ground you, you know, against all the rest of this.
2: Absolutely, I, I'm totally. I totally agree with you, and this is why I'm on a big quest to get everybody connected to nature and to, you know, to go out in their gardens or go into a park. <laughs> if you live in the city, you know, go uh, do a, a plant vague- on your
0: windowsill. And-
2: Right. I that's what I tell people is you're a gardener if you have one plant. So, whatever the plant is, you know, it doesn't matter. Just you can if you want a relationship, grow a plant first. But let's get to your book because this is such a fun book. So, um as I previously said, what she's done is she's written 366 different thoughts, ideas, Um, suggestions, try this is what she says for every day. And Deborah, what I thought could be fun is let's just take one month at a time. And I've just kind of page, I sort of opened the book where it fell and chose certain days, but we'll start with today, which is, um, January 10th. And it's to spell, uh, it's a spell to acknowledge and release fear. And I thought this was a great, great opportunity at the beginning of the year. We really do have to release fear because it is a huge obstacle in our way.
0: It holds us back. We, you know, without even realizing, sometimes we realize it. I mean, I'm well aware of my fears. They still hold me back. You know, it is, it is hard to move past fear. You know, this is not a weakness. It is not. You know, it doesn't mean you're not a self-actualized human being. We all have fears. You know, some of them are the same. Some of them are different. But, you know, one of the reasons I put this particular thing at the beginning of the year, and and for those people who are not familiar with spells and are maybe going, oh, I'm not a witch, I can't do a spell. Think of it as prayer. It's essentially the same thing. You're putting your energy out into the world with an intent. And like there, you know, there, you know. I have, I have plenty of friends who are Christians, and they use my spells. They just do them as a prayer to their particular god of choice, or you know, they do it as a way to send their intent out into the universe. You know, it it doesn't mean you know you have to be a witch in order to use this.
2: Well, you know, I think what you just said—it's your intent. It doesn't matter. It, it, the fact is, is that. We're we're putting action into the words. So we're really giving them some power. So it's focus. It has
0: to do with focus. You know, when you you focus your intent on your energy. Yeah, it gives it more power. And and that works you know with a lot of things, but it certainly works when you are trying to make positive change. And this book is all about trying to help people make positive positive change and a little bit of, you know, enlightenment, sometimes a little bit of fun because I, you know, I'm whimsical. There's, you know, there are some whimsical things in here. Um, well, what's life
2: but, if it's not fun? I mean, we can't be serious all the time. If you're not fun, then there's kind of no
0: purpose in living. Well, you know, you know? one of the things that, that Wiccans say is that we we celebrate with reverence and mirth. And those two things are both very important. The reverence, the you know, that solemn, you know, acknowledgement of a power that is greater than you, whatever you want to call it. But mirth is also impossible. So when you're standing in circle and you know, you light the candle and it goes out and you light it again and it goes out, you can either sit there and go, Oh, darn, this isn't working, or you can all laugh. Laugh about it. And go, Well, the fire gods are not with us tonight. Well, that's okay.
2: Will you do the spell for fear? Because let's alleviate everybody's fears of the year and show them how. So if you don't mind doing no, it.
0: I, I will be happy to do that. Okay. And, and one of the things that I say, you know, on this page um, do you want me to read the whole thing or just the spell? I
2: think just the spell would be okay. great because what you're doing is you do say that fear is sneaky and it ha- hides in the back of our heads. And I really think that does that. So you say and, nuts to that. So,
0: the, yeah. And the point of the spell is that you're acknowledging that the fear is there. You're accepting that it's there and then you're releasing, releasing it, it so that it doesn't hold you back.
2: Yeah. You're claiming it you're and you're reframing
0: it. Right. So here's here's the spell. Fear, I see you day to day, putting obstacles in my way. You seem so dark and solid, true, but I can push and walk right through. You cannot weaken my resolve, for when I look, you will dissolve. Fear's a shadow and faith the light that gives me strength with which to fight. Fear, you have no power here. Poof! I say, go disappear.
2: <laughs> I love it. I love it. I told okay. you there's a little whimsy. That is whimsy. Well, well, we have to take. But it, it works. A, it works. We're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to go to some more days. The next day, I I have marked off. Was coming up soon, and it's January 13, the full moon, and it's the wolf because uh, I actually raised a wolf, and oh, cool. they are amazing. And so I just we're, we're going to just talk about that briefly. But uh, stay with us during the break. Go to Deborah's website, DeborahBlakeAuthor dot com. I'm Cynthia Bryan. Deborah, hold on. We're going to come right back in just a bit, and we'll continue with her book. Everyday witchcraft: three hundred and sixty-six ways to witchify your life. Hang on, be, be back in a bit. You
1: are. The star you are, be the star you are.
0: Change your world, change your life. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com
1: Business bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: We all know that a website is a great marketing tool and savvy marketers maximize the technology by carefully planning their sites reflecting their business goals before they put the information online. Determine what you want your website to accomplish. Do you want people just to know you exist? Do you want to generate sales or leads? Do you want to showcase your expertise or attract new customers? Don't think too big. Information on the web needs to be presented in bite-sized chunks that don't take too long to download. It's a great idea to have some interactivity on your site to allow consumers to request information, catalogs, products, or your services. Your site reflects your business, so it could be wise to hire a professional designer to create an effective site or use templates that you can easily update yourself. Lots of choices to reach your goals. Just remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another Business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's CynthiaBryan with an I
1: Be the star you are the star you are the annual cost of illiteracy to american taxpayers is over 225 billion dollars help increase literacy reduce violence and improve positive media messages by making a tax-deductible contribution to be the star you are charity Be the star you are dot O-R-G. Dare to care. You are the star.
0: Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment.
1: It's Power Time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryan. Now back to the power party. This business
2: of show business. Well, I love partying with our special guest, Deborah Blake. She's just so full of energy and life and positivity. Uh, She is a definite child of the universe, and we are all no less than trees and stars because in the noisy confusion of our life, we have to keep peace in our souls, right? So we are now going to talk about the wolf January 13th. We'll make it kind of brief, Deborah, so that we can move on to some other ones and where these are all from her book everyday witchcraft 366 ways to witchify your life that's from llewellyn and deborah is the author of many many books so you'll have to visit deborah blake so uh tell me why you picked the wolf. I suppose it was the full moon. I go out to the full moon every I, every month and I howl. And so do my kids. We've always done that.
0: <laughs> See, there you go. Yeah, well, and so each each moon for you know for each month it, they have sort of folk names, and the one in January is often called the wolf moon because in the winter you know the prey animals you know grow weak and the wolves go after them. You know it's how they keep yes. themselves alive and and I think because you know, the pack stays together and they're warm and comfortable together. And we all sort of need our pack in the middle of the cold, dark days of January.
2: Now, you talk about the totem animal. So and you say this is a good time for if you're thinking about a wolf to consider the wolf as a totem. Tell us about that. What does that mean? And how do you find your totem?
0: Well, they usually come to you. I mean, you can go looking for them, but, you know, as with a lot of other spiritual things, I think if you leave yourself open, you know, if if a particular animal starts showing up in your dreams or, you know, I've had people who had, like, say, for instance, crows start crossing their path everywhere they went. They'd see them in pictures. They'd see them in real life. And, you know, that's sort of how you know. You can also go on spiritual journeys to find them. Um, But you can also, you know, with every one of these moons, you know, you can try and connect with the animal or what or tree or whatever it is that's associated with that and see if it resonates with you. I mean, you can have more than one, and you can certainly... You know, uh, connect with, say, in January, the wolf and and try and see what part of its aspects work for you. Uh, but are you saying that mostly
2: it you'll see the animal that will be your totem or one of your totems usually comes to you in a dream or you think about it a lot or you see it a lot? I mean, when you said crows, I sat next to somebody on a plane one time and all they could talk about were crows. And how they can, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It was, well, real, and I was like,
0: are, crows are pretty damn cool. Yeah, they're Actually, so they say they're smarter started, than dogs.
2: Yeah. I started seeing crows everywhere after that conversation. You know, it was a, yeah, it was well, and, of you know, maybe they were
0: tapping you on the shoulder and going, Hey, pay attention to us.
2: I uh, know um, it was, it, it was very interesting. Well, okay. So we're going to howl at the moon on the full moon. Now I want to go to February. So we get to another month. And I opened it to February eighteenth, and I loved it—a blessing and consecrating. So I think that we all need to have more blessings in our life. And um, just maybe tell us the, your, you know, how we can light the magical candle, and how do we prepare for that?
0: Well, the thing about blessing and consecrating something is, you know, which is usually if they have particular tools or something they're going to use in a ritual, sometimes they will bless and consecrate it ahead of time to give it sort of an extra power, a little extra oomph. And it's pretty easy to do. I mean, there are all sorts of ways to do it. Um, I usually ask for the blessing of, you know, the God and goddess or the elements, you know, earth, air, fire, and water. And you can, you can use symbols of those. So say, say I get a new athame, which is the witch's knife, and I wanted to bless and consecrate it for positive use. I would sprinkle a little salt on it for the earth, and I would maybe, you know, wave some incense or a feather over it to represent air, hold a candle over it for fire, and, you know, drop a few little drops of water on it for water, and then ask the gods to bless it. It's that simple. I mean, it really is not, and then, you know, I have a little element. I say, but yeah, it's common again, it's, it's it's intent and focus. It yeah, you know, witchcraft. Really, all of it comes down to your intent.
2: Well, since we're talking about nature for March, of course, I had to pick the spring equinox march 21st one so, of my very favorite, my favorite holidays i love it too spring is here
0: yeah yeah although yeah. we have you know i live in upstate new york and sometimes we, we celebrate in the march. spring equinox <laughs> and there's three feet of snow outside the window but you know that energy is out there working on trying to get through and usually if you look like you know there may be three feet of snow But if you look at like the lilacs, there's tiny little buds getting ready and the energy is starting to shift. I mean, one of the things about the practice of witchcraft and Wicca is we have this thing we call the circle of the year, the wheel of the year, Um, and we try and go with the natural energy of the year. For instance, in the winter, we're quieter, you know, we're more introspective, we're yeah, less likely we're to dormant. be... we're dormant, we're less active. we're dormant. Because that is the natural, you don't expect to have as much energy in the winter as you have in the summer. Whereas when you get to spring, that's a really good time to do magical work for new beginnings, to start, you know, really setting goals for what you want to do and plant the seeds for those goals so that... You know, you've put your energy into starting new things at the time when the energy cycle of the of the Earth will boost them. And instead of fighting against it, if you try and start new things in January, I mean, yes, you can you can have ideas of what you're going to be doing. If you try and force that energy, it it's probably won't work, work because that's not what. The you know, unless maybe you live in Florida and California, in which case you can probably get away with it.
2: Well, uh, you know, I think you're right though, because I am always instructing when I write for my garden columns and things, is that this is the time of the year. That we're supposed to be sleeping and resting and, you know, getting our energy back up just like nature is. And um, then when spring comes, then we plant the seeds. So we start thinking about what we want to do. How are we going to design our lives and our gardens? And that's why I thought it was so appropriate to have you on the show now with your book, A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life. Because you actually offer a day-by-day a guide for people to follow if they choose to.
0: And the other thing is, you know, I I tell people, you know, you can use the book any way you want. I mean, obviously it's nice if you follow along, but I know people who use it by opening the book randomly to see what they sort of need to be going with for that day. And that works too. It is nice. Certain things like obviously the spring equinox is most appropriate if you're looking at it on the spring equinox. And, you know, the great thing about the spring equinox and the fall equinox as well, they are the only two days of the year when the light and the dark are equal. They are, the day is perfectly balanced with an equal amount of light hours and dark hours. And so it's a really good day to work on balance. That's one of my favorite things to balance. do on the spring equinox because. Couldn't we all use a little more balance? I think we all
2: could. And Matt, my incredible engineer, is telling us that we are at the end of the show and we only got to (laughs) spring. So, just so all of you know, just go to Deborah's website, DebraBlakeAuthor.com. When you're there, you can sign up. You can get her blog. You can watch some videos. You can check into her events and appearances. You'll find out more about her and check out her other books. She is a huge author for um Llewellyn and she's written many many fiction books Deborah it has just been an absolute delight to have you on the show so I thank you so much for oh, thank you for us. having me yeah, it was really really fun I really enjoyed it and for all of you listeners out there thank you for letting me into your life every week every Wednesday here 4 to 5 p.m pacific on voice america the empowerment channel this is Star Style. Be the star you are. Where we really believe you can change your life and make your dreams come true. To make a donation to Be the Star You Are charity that brings you this show as well as Express Yourself, visit Be the Star You Are org. It's tax deductible, and I think that you know giving back is always a, a great way to uh, channel your energy. My aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate you, and. We hope that you will read a book this week and pick up A Year and a Day of Everyday Witchcraft, 366 Ways to Witchify Your Life. Until next week when we celebrate again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles will keep us happy. My name is Cynthia Bryan, thanking you for Star Style and encouraging you to be the star you are. Make it a great week. Dream Create, inspire, make a difference, and Deborah Blake. Thank you for being so awesome.
0: Thank you so much. Be the, star you
1: are, the star you are, be the star you are. You are the star. It's been a pleasure bringing you our life-changing program, Star Style. Be the star you are.